Welcome to the Answers from Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Joseph Lalone. In each episode, you'll hear from leaders across the world. You'll hear their struggles, their thoughts on leadership, and a parting word of wisdom from each guest. Are you ready to hear Answers from Leadership? I hope you are, because it's coming at you right now. Today's guest on the Answers from Leadership podcast is Charlotte Gamble. I had the pleasure to sit down and chat with Charlotte at Catalyst Atlanta in October. From the time I spent with Charlotte, I can tell you that the bio I'm about to read is true. I can't wait to introduce you to her. Charlotte leads Life Church UK in England with her husband Steve. Charlotte has a deep love for people and a zealous love for God's house. Her passion is to build the local church, see people reach their full potential, and to develop and strengthen leadership. And what else would you like listeners to know about you? Uh, I guess, uh, well, I'm bilingual. I speak American and English because I married an American. <laughs> and we have two great kids back home in England. So uh, I guess you know pretty much everything now. All right. <laughs> um, and how would you define leadership? Gosh, well, I think if someone's following you, then you're a leader. And I think if that's a small bunch or a large bunch, I think leadership is something that... Uh, at some levels, we all have a responsibility for. We all have a, a call, you know, for followers of Christ first, we all have a call then to lead others to him. And so leadership to me, it's not a badge, it's not a title, it's not a microphone. It's actually a decision that we make to become that in our society, to become that in our businesses, to become that in the places where we do life. All right. And how, do, how, how would you say Jesus or the church plays a role in, in leadership? I think it's essential. I think if we're going to be different, if we're going to shape our culture, if we're going to have something to say that is of relevance, I think then we've got to get Jesus back on the, you know, central to what we're saying and central to how we lead. I mean, he was the ultimate of leaders and he dealt with opposition. He dealt with those that didn't agree with what he said. He dealt with the young, you know, trainee leaders that he had around him and he dealt with the older um those that were the, the Pharisees, he dealt with the kids, he dealt with the sick, he dealt with... I mean, he led well in every single sphere. And so I think, you know, we have a, lots of leadership gurus in our world these days, but I think there's one original model that I think is worth giving a lot of time and attention to. And I think Jesus and the church, I think, keep us from striving into our on our own strength. I think it reminds us why we are called to do what we do. I think the church for me and building of the church reminds me why I'm gifted in the way I am. There's not that I can do other things and go into other avenues, but I think it brings me back to purpose. And I think there's got to be an overriding purpose above just doing something because you like it or doing something because you're good at it, but a reason why you're doing what you're doing. Yeah, great. It kind of reminds me of Simon Sinek and his start with why. Yeah. Um, you know, without that why, people lose their focus and kind yeah. of stray away. Yeah. Um, Speaking of why, what is your why? Well, I think that changes over times. I think, um, you know, I think for me at the beginning, I had a, a deep love for the Word of God and I wanted it to be something that people also had a deep love for. Um, I'd seen it taught badly. I'd seen and heard people um, use it to bash people over the head. And I just, I fell in love with the Word of God. I loved the truth that it had. I loved its relevancy, though some people made it irrelevant. 
And so for me at the beginning, when I first started to begin to teach and to speak, it literally was to let people know, look, this book is life. This is a light to your path. Maybe you've not known that before. And then I think as I grew and I developed, I began to have this huge passion to see God's kingdom built and his house built and built well. And so that became a why, you know, like, okay, let's put tools in leaders' hands. Let's train them how to do great services, how to, how to lead well, how to have an amazing team. Um, and so that became a passion of mine. Um, and now I have kids. And so it's, I have another reason, which is my why, which is that whole next generation and wanting them to be able to step into something that they don't want to leave, that they love, that they feel is relevant. So I think it keeps growing and progressing as your life keeps changing. But I think we always have to keep coming back to what is our why. Yeah, great. Um, and I know you lead in the church world. How can people take Jesus into the, the business world? Well, I think it's the same with church world, business world, school world, college world. Um, you know, if Jesus is part of your life, he's part of your life. He's not something that is a bolt-on. He's not something that comes out of the closet on Sunday. And I think people have to get more relaxed at becoming those that just wear Jesus well. You know, it's like you don't have to throw a Bible down people's throat to prove that you're a Christian. But it's in the way that you work in your business. It's in the ethic that you have towards your workmates. It's in the fact that you're kind. It's in the fact that you're compassionate. It's in the fact that you're integrous. That is Jesus in the workplace. It's not a scripture that you pull out at the lunch break or at the water cooler. It's how you live your life that will cause people to say, when I see you, I see something different in you. I think it's super easy to take Jesus into the business place. I think we make it really complicated. We just need to be Jesus followers in every aspect of our life. Yeah, you know, the way you explained it just made it seem so simple. It is simple. <laughs> it really is. We just are really bad at complicating what Jesus made really simple. Right. You know, I think, you know, do you think some of that complication comes from people being scared of what, what people think or, you know, we, we live in a pretty litigious you know society where yeah. hey they don't want church and business mixing a lot of times yeah um, well i think i i think there's two reasons i think sometimes we can be scared i think also we like jesus complicated because if it's complicated we can say well i can't do that or i don't understand that and when we make it simple there's no reason why you can't do it and you can't you know all those things i just said a minute ago we can all do that so when we make it simple it's hard to be disobedient if we keep it complicated we can say oh well i can't really do that and i can't really say that well everyone can be kind no one's going to sue you for being kind (laughs) you know everybody can be integrous you know when we make it simple all of a sudden everybody can actually do what is jesus was simple that's why i spoke in parables because he wanted everybody to know this is really simple it's simple to live this way it's simple to live this good life i think we've made it complicated sometimes because we like it complicated because then we can say well i can't do that in my workplace i can't say that here and i think if we just get back to simply loving people well i think then a lot of those things are irrelevant yeah i love that (laughs) um as we wrap up two more questions yes Uh, what's one book you'd recommend for a young leader Well, I'm going to say the Bible, first of all, because I don't think enough young leaders read it. I think they want a quick fix from a guru that's been and done what they want to do, and then they're going to try and apply all those principles. And I would say that, you know, that's great to have wisdom and advice and books are great, but I think sometimes they've got to come back to, well, where are you at with God and where's your life at? And and how much do you know who Jesus is and how much do you know who he made you to be? And I would come back to that for me, which is the founding book, that I built my life on. And then all the other books are great add-ons, bolt-ons, but they're not the word that I'm basing my life on. I'm basing my life on 
the word of God, the light to my path, the lamp to my feet. And those others can be wisdom and speaking. I write books, you know, I recommend my book, but I'm not going to recommend it over the Bible. (laughs) (laughs) Totally understand. It's a foundational, it should be the foundation of everything that a Christian leader does. Right. Exactly. Thank you for recommending it. (laughs) Um, And do you have any parting words of wisdom? Um, I think if the primarily young leaders that are tuning in, um, I would just say, you know, um, be who God made you to be. Um, sometimes we get caught in whatever's going on, whatever the cool camp is, whatever the latest trend is, and that becomes kind of how we dress, how we define ourselves, how we act. But I think we need to get back to that place where we're really comfortable to be who God has called us to be. And I think for young people on that journey of their identity, you know, one of the books I wrote is called Identity. And I think that's a question that so many of us wrestle with. And we wrestle with it when we're older just as much as when we're younger. But it's a really important wrestle. You know, Jacob in the Bible, his name, that he'd be named Jacob Deceiver. And he lived a life where he stole from his brother. And he lived a life where he was pushed around by his pushy mum. And that was his story. And then he got to this place where he was separated. And he had to do a lot of soul searching about who he really was. And funnily enough, he worked for a guy called Laban, who actually was a deceiver. And in working for someone that he thought, that's what I am, he realized it's not what I am. And then as he was about to go back to his life, God renamed him. But the naming took place inside a wrestle. And he says he wrestled with this man and the wrestle was about one question and the question was what is your name and he replied Jacob and God said no you're not called Jacob anymore I rename you and sometimes we have to have a wrestle and oftentimes it's in our young years as leaders with who am I you know I'm not this I'm not that but until you have the wrestle you don't really truly know who God made you to be and I would say to every young person it's a wrestle that's worth having because out of it will come your confidence your self-confidence and it will based in who God says you are not who everybody else tries to label you to be thanks for those great words you're welcome um, and thanks for joining us on the Answers from Leadership podcast you're welcome um, where can listeners find you uh, Charlotte Gamble, my name, dot com. There's a website up there. There's resources online that you can get a hold of, books and stuff. So, yeah, all that's on there. All right, great. Thank you again. You're welcome. Wow. What can I say about Charlotte? She brought a great message on how we, as leaders, can bring Jesus to the workplace. We tend to make showing Jesus to those we lead much more difficult than we need to. By being in Christ, we should be displaying our love for him in our work, whether that's the church, the business world, or school. Stop trying to make the Christian life more difficult than it is. To get the show notes for today's episode, or find shareable quotes to let your friends know about the message Charlotte shared, you can go to jmlalone.com slash 036. I've made it simple to share poignant quotes with a couple of clicks. Let your friends know about her message. Thanks again for joining us on Answers from Leadership. Until next time, continue to lead well.